Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. It's time for our Monday morning discipleship podcast. And uh, as always, we like to come on on Monday morning, try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so uh, let's get back into the series. This is part three. Uh, We've been dealing with Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. We're not going to read that this week. Uh, we've read it the last couple of weeks and uh, we we encourage you to check out the previous podcast in the series um, or you can le- read that in your own leisure. But uh, we've been dealing with this Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. And uh, just just to give you an overview, um, that that's the scripture where we talk about you reap what you sow. And the scripture talks about us. If we sow uh, according to our flesh, we're going to reap uh, corruption. And so last week we, we spent some time, uh, we, we spent some time in Galatians chapter five, verses 16 uh, through 21. And again, you can read that in your own leisure or you can go back to last week's podcast. Check that out. But Galatians chapter five, verses 16 uh, through 21, the apostle Paul uh, outlined some things uh, that can happen according to our flesh. Right. And then last week we ended up, uh, we touched on Romans chapter eight. Uh, starting at verse uh, verse 12, uh, looking at verses 12 through 14, Romans chapter eight, verses 12 through 14. And I want to make sure I, I, in my study and leading up uh, to recording this podcast on, on this week, I, I want to have, I want to talk about this whole situation of according to the flesh. And I want to make sure that we understand that because when that scripture in Roman and Galatians, rather chapter six talks about us sowing according to the flesh. And we talked last week about what does that really mean? What what does the flesh desire? Right. And so I want to deal with this on this week. I'm going to talk about uh, according to the flesh. And I'm going to look at this the scripture that we have in front of us um, as we as we go forward in our series. But I want to make sure that I make a a distinction here. I want to make sure that I make something clear, uh, because even in my studies and leading up to this, I, I realized that there was something I did not make clear when we talk about according to the flesh. Now. When we speak on this, well, matter of fact, before I do that, let me read this scripture in Romans chapter eight, verses 12 through 14, because that's actually going to tie in to what we're talking about on this week. And that's going to be the bulk of what we talk about this week. Romans chapter eight, verses 12 through 14. Let me read it from the New King James Version first. New King James Version says it like this. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. Verse 13, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Verse 14 says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. What does the New Living Translation say? Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if you, if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. And so, so, so let's deal with this. I, I wanted to make sure that I made this, uh, this distinction here. When we speak about the flesh now, naturally, naturally in our natural state, as a matter of fact, uh, in our natural state, when we hear the word flesh, we automatically think simply about our bodies, our physical bodies, right? That is a part of the equation. And I'm going to explain that. But when we talk about the flesh, we really are talking about a mindset. We really are talking about a mental, right? Um, Let me go back to something. I want to pull something up here in Romans chapter six that I was looking at 
um, before I started recording uh, on, on today. And uh, even in Romans chapter six, we talk about being dead to sin, right? Being dead to sin. Let's look at Romans chapter six. Uh, let me see where I'm going to go down. Let's go down to verse six, knowing this new King James version, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Christ. Right? So this is what, what we talk about. Let's new living translation, by the way, we know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin for when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. The power of sin. Now let, let me go back here as we talked about this flesh thing. And again, I wrote this down on last week where I talked about um, according to the flesh. I, I made sure I wrote that note down. So when we talk about living according to the flesh, flesh is not just your physical being, although that is part of the equation. As I said, flesh is a mindset. It's what your mind tells you that you want to do. Again, uh, when you become a new creature in Christ, old things are passed away and all behold, all things become new. Well, well, the old has nothing to do, by the way, with your age. It has to do with the fact that it's worn out. It's outlived its usefulness, right? So when we say I'm getting rid of the old way, that can happen when you 75 and it can happen when you 25. I'm getting rid of the old way. It, it, look, you can be 75 years old and come to know Christ. So I'm getting rid of the old way and I want to, I want something new, right? So, so for some of you, you, you know, think about it in, in terms of this, uh, you know, I used to sell cars for a living years ago and, uh, you know, people would lease cars and I would see them every two to three years. And they would be getting into a brand new car. Now, the car that they were bringing back to me was either two or three years old. That's not that old. But it still was old compared to what they was getting ready to get into. So, again, that old has nothing to do with age, per se. It's like this has served its purpose and it served its usefulness. I want to get rid of that and get something new. So when we think about this, OK, according to the flesh, it is a mentality. I have a new mentality. I have a new way of thinking and a new way of living. Again, that old way has died and I'm thinking in a new way. So I want to make sure that we understand that when we think about according to the flesh, according to the mindset of the flesh. Now, how does this tie in with my physical being? As we looked at last week, when we looked at Galatians chapter five, a lot of the things that Paul was outlining the, 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 the sexual immorality, the lying, the dishonesty, the gossip, this, that, all the things that he was outlining. These are things that are a function of being in this body. Because again, this body, hear me good. This body has certain desires, right? This body has certain things that it wants until we train it to want something else, Right. It's like, again, if you've been eating something all your life and it's no good for you and the doctor tells you, listen, you can't go on like this or it's going to kill you. You have to retrain your body and change its desires. One of the things I talked about in my book, Where's My Change? 
where I talked about uh, we are creatures of habit and appetite. I mentioned that in the book. That's a good book, by the way, if you have not bought it. <laughs> anyway, I said we are creatures of habit and appetite. And if we really want change, we have to change our habits and our appetites. We have to change the things that we desire. And that is a mental thing as well as a physical thing, right? Because sometimes mentally, when you tell your body you can't have certain things anymore, there is a physical withdrawal that goes with that. Depending on what it is, there is a physical thing that says my body is still craving that. And so one more time, let me go, go, go into this uh, before we go back to this text home today. When we talk about doing things according to the flesh and then breaking free of that and saying, I'm not going to live according to the flesh anymore. I'm going to live according to the spirit. This, the, the, the flesh, if you will, this body, this mindset no longer has dominion over you, no longer has control over you. See, when we weren't saved, when we did, we hadn't died with Christ. This, this, this mindset had control over us. When the Bible talks often about us being slaves to sin, it, we had no control. We were doing what our master told us to do. And so, again, when you talk about this dominion piece, again, this thing had dominion over your life. It was in control. And so now you have decided, I don't want that to be in control of me anymore. I need to walk according to the spirit and let the spirit have control over me. Now, this is where it gets tricky. And I want to make sure I, I was listening to the last podcast and I always try to listen to the previous week before I come into this week. Uh, to try to, you know, remember everything that I said, <laughs> remember where I left off in case I didn't write any notes down like I should have. Um, one of the things I want to make sure that, that I'm clear on when I explain certain things, I don't want anybody to get the idea that I'm making excuses for sin. And I talked about that last week when I talked about uh, uh, sin and sinning. I said, God ain't pleased with any of it. I want to make sure that, that, that people understand this. I'm not making any excuses for sin when I tell you this. Even though you are a new creature in Christ and the spirit has dominion over you, you will still do things every now and then according to your flesh. I'm not telling you God's all right with it. I'm saying this is just a part of you being wrapped up in this human body. Every now and then, as I use that example about the diet and the doctor say, don't eat that no more. You know what we do every now and then? A little bit ain't gonna hurt me. I can just have one. Or, I, or or when we're trying to get our, our health together, we say, oh, I'm going to have a cheat weekend, a cheat day, cheat meal. Right. I'm not. And again, sometimes you can do that. and You can bounce back from it. But understand what I'm saying. Just because you are born again and walking according to the spirit does not mean that you won't do things according to the flesh. However, there's a difference between doing something according to the flesh and living according to the flesh. So as we circle back to Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine, the Bible says you reap what you sow. If you sow according to your flesh. And as we've talked about sowing, planting, allowing things to take root in your life, which means you practicing, right? We've used those words, sowing, planting, practicing, sowing, planting, practicing. This is no longer you walking according to the flesh. Now you are walking in the flesh. You are walking in that mindset. And believe you me, my brother, my sister, you can be saved and wind up walking according to something that's contrary 
to what you really are. Again, not having a moment, but you have practiced and allowed it to take root in your life. One more time, and I, I'm, I'm stress this again. Reverend Jackson is not making excuses for sin. But even that's redeemable. Even that is redeemable. I don't want, again, the, 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 the church, you know, I've often said this, that we've allowed the pendulum to swing too far the other way. There was a time where, we, where you couldn't go into a church without hearing fire, brimstone, damnation and hell. And people said, I'm tired of being told every Sunday that I'm going to hell. And people started withdrawing from the church. And somebody came along and said, listen, we need to remind them that God is good, too, that they can be redeemed. And that, yes, they may fall short, but he is a redeemer. So we need to tell people that God loves them as well. We need to make sure that it's not all fire, brimstone and hell. It's also, but he's a redeemer. It's also, he's not going to leave you like you found, like he found you. It's also, this is the process, right? We, we need to tell people that. But then what happened, y'all, is we swung it too far the other way and we stopped telling people about the consequences of their behavior. And so we, we kind of move on through Galatians 6, 7, and 9 and say you reap what you sow, but we only tell people that when they're mistreating us. And we're not looking at ourselves and say, no, you reap what you sow too. And if you sow, according to that text, if you sow uh, to the flesh, you are sowing corruption and you're going to reap corruption. But you reap what you sow also. One of the things I like to bring up to people about you reap what you sow. The Bible verse also says, if you sow according to the spirit, you'll reap everlasting life. You can sow good stuff too. We shouldn't always use this text in a negative connotation, uh, connotation rather. Now, now I hope that it made sense. We talk about according to the flesh. When you do something according to the flesh, as opposed to living according to the flesh. Remember, I talked to you about that sin Sinning, planting, you know, letting it, letting it take root. You can do something. Reverend Jackson can do something according to the flesh. I always like to use myself as an example, by the way, so people don't feel like I'm picking on them. Reverend Jackson can do something according to his flesh, but that does not mean I'm living according to the flesh. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And again, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. God ain't pleased when I, when I do things according to the flesh. God ain't like, well, he's my preacher. He can do it. No, God is not pleased when I do things according to my flesh. But I'm confident in saying to you all that I'm not living according to my flesh. I don't do right all the time and I don't mind saying it. I don't do right all the time. I'm not proud of it, but I don't mind telling you the truth. I don't mind these moments of transparency, right? I don't always do right. And by the way, neither do you. Nobody under the sound of my voice is always doing right. But there's a difference, y'all. One more time, I'm going to stress it again. There's a difference between living according to the flesh and walking according to the flesh. And we all walk. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So we've all walked according to the flesh. Now, we got about five minutes left, five, six minutes left. Let me go back to Romans chapter eight and bring this full circle, this particular uh, episode and we'll, we'll we'll touch on this a little bit more on next week let's go back to that romans 8 text therefore let me read it from the the new living translation therefore dear brothers and sisters you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do for if you live by its dictates you will die but if through the power of the spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature you 
you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Let's talk about this with the time that we've got left. This text says here, you have no obligation to it anymore. When you really become a new creature in Christ, you have no obligation to that old lifestyle anymore. Y'all broke up. We ain't together no more. You have no obligation to live that way anymore. Which says again, as I've been outlining today, since you have no obligation to do it, if you do it, it's because you wanted to do it. You have no obligation, right, to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. You're not obligated to do it anymore. Why? Because as we talked about earlier, I'm no longer a slave to sin. Okay, if I'm not a slave to it anymore, I have no obligation to you anymore. I don't work here anymore. you, You can't tell me what to do anymore and I have to do it. But then it says here, that's why I like this New Living Translation again, because it, it gives me some uh, gives me some room to, to, to be the author and pick the words out and, and, and tell you how, how they're hitting, hitting uh, my eyes and my mind and my ears. It says you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Something I'm often teaching people about the devil is I said, listen, we have to stop running around saying the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do it. The devil gave you the idea. The devil is persuasive. The devil can push you. He can tell you this will work. It's going to make you feel better. The devil will say a whole bunch of stuff. But the Bible says, as we've been dealing with Galatians 6, you reap what you sow. The Bible doesn't say you reap what the devil sowed. The Bible says you reap what you sow. So even as the devil is urging you, even as your sinful nature is urging you, Let's go back. You have no obligation to do it. I don't have an obligation to do what the devil tells me to do. So if I do what he tells me to do, it's not out of obligation. It's because that's what I wanted to do. And we may as well be honest with ourselves, right? If we're going to really get a handle on this thing, like, again, as, as I've been saying, why is corruption sprouting up in my life? Well, what did you sow? What did you put in the ground? Why, why are tomatoes coming up in my garden? Did you plant tomato seeds? You understand what I'm saying? So, so we have no obligation to do what this nature urges us to do. Now, let me, let me make one more statement again about this flesh. You can be a new creature. And I've said it, I said, I said this already in another way, but I'm going to say it again. You can be a new creature. You can have a new mindset, but you still wrapped up in this body. This is where when I when I said that that flesh is a mindset, this is where that body kicks in. As I've used several examples on today, your body has cravings. This is why God didn't want certain certain things introduced to us until we were ready, because your body develops cravings. Your, Your body has a craving for certain things. And so because your body has cravings, those urges sometimes are going to remain. There's some stuff. Let me say this. I got a couple more minutes left here. There's some stuff that you can quit and you can be done with it and never won't do again. But there's some things that is harder to break. Again, creatures of habit and appetite. There's some things that that are just hard to break out of. (laughs) 
dare I say it, and the Holy Spirit just told me to say this, there are some people that it's hard to break out of. There's some 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 stuff that's that's in our life. There's some places that you can't break out of. Listen, if you think about this as somebody who's uh, 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 not not me, but if somebody has has conquered substance abuse, they will tell you there's certain neighborhoods they can't go back in no more. There's certain people they can't be around anymore because it'll cause something to stir up in them. And so that they don't poke the bear so that they don't they don't play with fire and think, oh, I can handle it. Sometimes they say, I'm going to stay away from this place altogether. Because if I go to this place again, there's certain urges that are going to rise up in me and I might be back and it might be worse the next time. So think of it that way. And then it says here, let, let's move on with the time I got left for. If you live by its dictates. And again, we'll talk about this more on next week. If you live by its dictates, talking about that sinful, sinful nature, you will die. But if through the power of the spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. So let me deal with this and then we'll get out of here. We'll, we'll come back here next week and then we'll go to another place that I want to get to on next week. If you live by its dictates, dictates, if you live, if you live according to what your sinful nature is always telling you to do, you're going to die. If you li- I want to say it again. If you live by its dictates. And again, I'm, I'm bringing these words out one more time. I'm saying this one more time before we leave here. Reverend Jackson is not making excuses for sin. The Bible says all unrighteousness is sin. I want you to be clear here. God don't have no loophole. God don't have no, well, this all right with me, but this ain't, that's how we operate. That's not how God operates. If you live by its dictates. And I think part of the reason that I feel the spirit telling me to stress this to people is because I mentioned this in a sermon that I preached Sunday. I said, listen, I said, you don't have to live perfect in order to live right. You don't have to live perfect in order to live right. And I said, as long as you're human, you're going to make mistakes, which means you're not going to live perfect, but you can live right. Which means I acknowledge my sin. David in Psalm 51 told God, he says, I acknowledge my sin before you. This is why David was a man after God's own heart, not because he was perfect, but when he did wrong, it wasn't hard for God to reach him and say, you know, you're wrong. And he says, you know what? You're right. I am wrong. If you live by its dictates, which means that you didn't make a mistake, you just living this way. This is what has taken root. This is what you've sown. This is what's planted in your life. If you live by its dictates, you will die. But through and we're going to pick this up right here next week. But if through the power of the Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Through the Holy Spirit. Put it to death. And we'll talk about what that means on next week. How do we put it to death? How do we kill it off? And how do we kill it off again? Because it's going to rise again like an old nasty weed in your garden. How do we kill it off? So that we don't continue to sow according to the flesh and then wind up reaping corruption. So we're going to stop right there. That's all the time that we got this week. I hope that you are blessed. I hope it made sense to you. 
And again, I'm going to pick it up right here on next week. And then we're going to go into another direction as well. We got some more scripture to cover um, all of this coming out of Galatians chapter six, verses seven through nine. So I hope that you are blessed by what we had to share. Let me give you the tag very quickly. If you would like to keep up with us on the ministry side, the best way to do that, go to the ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. Again, if you'd like to purchase any of our written works, go to the publishing website, www.krjpublishing.com. Listen, wherever you listen to this podcast right now, hit the subscribe button. If you have not done so already, we would love to be a part of your weekend and we believe that you'll be blessed. And this way you'll know when new episodes become available. So hit the subscribe button, wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you would like to be a blessing to us here in the ministry, you can do so via, via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash K RJ ministries. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash KRJ Ministries. You can also go to the ministry's website and donate right through the website, krjministries.org forward slash donate. And we appreciate any level of support that you give us. That's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship. Again, we hope that you are blessed by what we had to share on this week. God bless you and God keep you as my prayer as always. And we'll see y'all all next time. Be blessed.